0: Brought to you by Big Comedy Network.
1: Hey guys, it's me, Yamni Nambimaram, comedian and host of Pillow Fight. This week, I'm joined by Anjali Chakra. Anjali is a New York-based event planner and content creator whose work is informed by her outspoken advocacy for the LGBTQ plus community. In Anjali's spare time, she enjoys hunting for New York's best me, visiting local farmer's markets, and tending to her small army of houseplants. You can find more of her on Instagram at Anjali Chakra or on her blog, AnjaliChakra.com. Now get ready for this pillow fight. Pillow fight,
0: pillow fight yours made of goose we got feathers flying everywhere mine's made of goose
1: this is so fun why is it so fun
0: okay well anyway
1: thank you so much for being on the show today how are you doing thanks for having me i'm doing
0: great um I've been trying to like, it's off season right now, no weddings. So Mm -hmm. I've been trying to like, just sit still as much as possible, um, which has been really nice because I don't usually do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Do you just never have like winter weddings or winter events or is it just like rarer?
0: I did have a November wedding and a December wedding this year, but Mm -hmm. usually we try to like have a couple months where we just don't schedule anything. Cause if we were working year gotcha. round, it would just be a lot.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so we kind of try to keep it within that like May to October time frame, but then those are like a sprint mm-hmm. those few months. Yeah.
1: yeah, you seemed really busy. Like just from following you on Instagram, you seemed like so busy in the summer and like fall. Oh yeah. With... I'm still getting
0: over the burnout. <laughs> yeah.
1: How did you decide you wanted to go into event planning?
0: Well, I was working at a corporate job and I was super bored. Mm-hmm. Um, it just like I think ADhD brain like I just can't like sit still and stare at a computer screen for eight hours a day, and that 's just how corporate works. Sh- it really ended up being like nine to eleven hours a day if i'm being real um but doing the same thing every day was not working for me somehow managed to get promoted and had people that like I managed and I always tell people that like i'm like 'm not a great employee, but i 'm a Pretty good boss. Like, I would always get amazing upward reviews from my associates that I managed, (laughs) and my downwards would just be like, no. So, (laughs) after a while, I started thinking, okay, maybe there's something that I need to be doing that's like actually interesting to me. And this was before I even figured out that I had ADHD, but I just started thinking about like, what are the things that got me super excited? And it always came back to like planning events, whether that was like in college, I did stuff or whatever so I just kind of like started telling people that I wanted to be an event planner and like the more I said it out loud the more things would just like come to me like I told a friend who was a new friend who I just met that I wanted to do events and she was like oh my gosh I'm doing a music video and we need somebody to plan the event for the launch party and I was like okay let me do it um and then I met some friends at a bachelor showing I don't even watch the bachelor usually um but I just it's a good
1: networking uh
0: activity (laughs) lots of like badass people get together and watch the bachelor Uh yeah Yeah. um but yeah I ended up meeting my business partner there and she had just quit her job as an investment banker to do wedding planning full-time and I was like hey want to do something together um and I kind of like became her apprentice and worked my way up to being her business partner and here we are that's
1: awesome yeah and you're like so it's. I think it's awesome when people like are I'm so pro quitting corporate jobs that don't bring you joy like the moment the first strike I'm like get out gal I tell all my friends like the moment there's a red flag I'm like leave but I know that's not like everyone's way of thinking or being but I'm happy for you that you were able to leave that and do what you wanted to do because sounds like you're doing very well yourself and then also social media and everything so I mean
0: yeah. I think it definitely does like require a degree of privilege to be able to just be like okay I'm gonna quit um including mm-hmm. like for me to get there I had to be like okay I need to have a certain amount saved because if I'm gonna take a chance on this I need to know that, you know, I'm still going to be able to pay rent and to even be able to have savings is a privilege to, even totally. to say, okay, I have another source of income for me. That was social media to maybe fall back on where yeah. I quit was a huge privilege. But otherwise, yes, I'm totally for everyone quitting their mm-hmm. jobs if they're able to. If you're able
1: to, I'm like, leave, leave, leave. And also oh. I think now, particularly right now, because it's like so much of a, like a worker's labor market. Every time I hear like one of my friends working a job where they do like one minor thing wrong, I'm like, you need like revolt. Revolt. <laughs> 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 um, there's there's a sign, like a hiring sign at creation, um, that like sm- the smoothie juice place in LA that's like looking for employees. And it's like, if you're the kind of person who like doesn't complain, doesn't cry, like knows when to suck up, like like can work hard, like has no emotions like that's who we want here at creation and that felt so dystopian and I just ever since then every time I see those employees I'm like oh no like I wonder if they're okay I wonder what they're doing to you if that's like openly written on the hiring (laughs) sign like they're not even trying to hide it um yeah well so how long have you been in New York
0: uh literally just moved in September
1: okay Um, that's exciting
0: Yeah, it's exciting. It's different. It's a little scary. It's a big transition. I've been in California almost my entire life, so the weather is definitely something new. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got seasonal depression when I lived in LA, so like here is like a whole other level. But um, so far, it's very cool to be here. I mean, my partner is from here, so being here is like me getting to know my partner's space and my partner's community. Which is really nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's you probably had that same sort of experience like being in California, like you got to show Sufi things and now you get to explore things in New York. So that's like that's an exciting experience. Yeah. But do you have any big goals for the rest of the year? Like like resolutions. It's two it's two months into the year. So I thought I'd do a little check-in.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm like a little, like I, I'm a Capricorn. So normally goals and stuff like that are very Capricorn, but mm-hmm. I kind of stopped doing resolutions a couple of years ago. Yeah. One year I did like, okay, I'm just going to set smaller goals, like monthly goals. And even that, I was just like, mm. um, I think probably this year, the biggest thing that I want to do though, is to balance my life a little more um, I think anyone who is in the wedding industry knows that like last year was absolutely nuts um, it was all the rescheduled weddings from 2020 plus everyone who's already planning to get married in 2021 mm-hmm. um, so we had very little control over our schedules because we didn't know when venues would be available for our rescheduled clients and it was like the first time we were doing anything so we didn't know any better than to just be like okay yes we're doing it so you know, at one point we had four weddings in two weeks, which was just a lot. And so I feel like I'm still like recovering from the burnout. Yeah. And that's just been like the big word on my mind lately has been burnout. And like, how can I rest more? How can I take care of myself more? How can I balance these things out, especially as like a neurodivergent person who feels burnout very intensively? Mm -hmm. Like, how can I balance my life a little bit better so I'm not like kind of catatonic for like months after? Totally.
1: You know, that's, that's the ultimate question. I feel like it's a hard thing to figure out how to balance, but I don't know. You seem like you have the intention of wanting to, I think goes a long way. Yeah. It's a starting point. (laughs) Did you have a good Valentine's day? I did. Um,
0: I, well, I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum, but <laughs> I think Valentine's Day is like super cheesy and like, it's like commercial overhyped. <laughs> it's, it's a really big deal to my girlfriend. So um, I usually take over like planning, like I do the Valentine's yeah. date and stuff like that. So I like every year I ask my partner to be my Valentine with a card That's like cute. before. And then we like have a date this year. I went a little more bougie. Um, I hired a chef to come to our apartment and like, that's it fun. Yeah. Ooh, that's nice. And I like wore this dress that my partner got me before we even moved. I like was mm-hmm. so ready to have my like Twitter girlfriend moment. I just like <laughs> sent her the link to this dress and I was like, put this dress for me for a date. And she did. So I wore that dress. Um, and it was like a significant thing for us which I thought was like that's cute cute. yeah (laughs) Yeah.
1: I love Valentine's Day I think the idea that like it's the only day you would celebrate someone is silly or whatever but I think it's like a cute like it's particularly in a cold place I think it's like sweet to take a night and like do something special because it's like hard to find joy and other things but like when I was in Chicago, it meant so much to me. And now, I mean, I've been here and I've been single while well, I've been here, so I don't know. But when I was younger, I guess it was like less of a big deal. But when I was somewhere cold, it was like a really nice like winter thing to look forward to, oh you totally. <laughs> know, even just with friends. Like, I feel like it's such a fun little like I love giving my friends like candy and stuff <laughs> like it's fun for me. But I'm glad that you two had a good time. How was Valentine's Day? Oh, um, my Valentine's Day, I actually watched The Bachelor with my friends, um, because I also have, like, I got, when I started, when I moved here, I immediately put together, like, a social group of all the friends I knew, where it was, like, even if we didn't all get, immediately get along, we could, like, sit together and watch The Bachelor for an hour and a half, like, in peace, and, like, it would be a nice social outlet, and then, over the course of being here, that like just kind of turned into my main friend group. And so, you know. That's amazing. That's been nice. Um, Wow, I'm proud of you. The power of Bachelor watching groups is really strong for both of us. Fuck. Mary, Kill. Fuck, Mary, kill. Okay, so the first headline is that 15-year-old Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva was heavily favored to win big in women's individual figure skating during this year's Winter Olympics. Valieva tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs but was still cleared to participate. During her final performance, Valieva took multiple falls, eventually placing 4th in the women's individual. Number 2, Telfar, a luxury unisex fashion line known for its affordable and affordable and colorful bag drops, debuted a new piece at New York Fashion Week. At $567, Telfar's new circle bag is the company's most expensive piece to date. Online, fans of Telfar are stressed and worried that this price increase is just the first of many for the brand. Number three, Papa John's Pizza founder John Schnatter has been announced as a speaker at the Conservative Political Action Conference, taking place later this month in Orlando, Florida. (laughs) Okay, so Russian figure skaters, doping accusations, falls... Eventual fourth place finish, Telfar's new bag, price increase, Papa John's pizza founder speaking at CPAC. Fuck Mary Kale, what would you do?
0: Okay, kill Papa John's, fuck the Russian skating thing, and marry Telfar. I've just heard so many terrible, awful things about the founder of Papa John's. Like, I'm pretty sure he's super racist. Mm-hmm. And there have been like a lot of headlines over the last few years about him and they've never been good like never
1: yeah.
0: um the whole russian figure skater thing like i am like interested and like disgusted by this at the same time because it's like the it, have you heard about the backlash from Shakari Richardson mm-hmm. with everything just like i don't know that whole situation is like really
1: screwed up it feels uh, like such a double standard
0: yeah, and then even though I know that the price increase is pretty steep for Telfar, I think that is like honestly to me expected because they've had to scale so quickly, like they went viral, so scaling your production comes with a big cost, especially for like a homegrown brand like Telfar is. Um, so honestly, I expected it, but I am like really intrigued to like follow that story long term and be like you know, does it actually continue to increase? Do they kind of let go of the goals that they started with of like being an accessible luxury brand or are they going to like stick to that and is this going to be the, the max it goes? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. I would also marry the Telfar headline just because I think there is like, uh, there is giving and there's also compromise. So there's like, you get something you want, but also, you know, the price increases, whatever. It's like, feels like, Wins and compromises, highs and lows. And I feel like ultimately of those three things, that's what marriage is. So I feel like that makes sense. I would marry that headline. The other two, I might do something crazy here. I think that I would kill the figure skating situation just because I think, like you said, like the Shakari Richardson stuff compared to this, this was such a big deal, first of all. This is a 15-year-old girl. And I think, one, that, like, the, I'm sure that the pressures placed on a 15-year-old girl going to the Olympics uh, on behalf of Russia are so high that, like, the pressures to use performance-enhancing drugs or whatever are so big and, you know, all this stuff. And then I also think, at the same time, this whole situation is just indicative of many things that are wrong uh, to me. So is the Papa John's one, for <laughs> sure. But um, this one in particular I'm talking about right now. Um, and... I think that, like, it highlights a lot of double standards. I also think, like, this poor girl that she that she took performance enhancing drugs and then placed fourth. Um, but also, I guess that's nice for the people who got first through the because they had a proper medal ceremony. So they got to, like, actually uh, celebrate. But doesn't that kind of suck that you take performance enhancing drugs and then you don't even medal? Yeah. Um, and then I would think I would fuck the fact that John Schnatter is the... Uh, a speaker at CPAC, because I think that's just how did he become like how how did the Republican Party turn into a party where the Papa John's pizza founder who has been disgraced, is now like a political speaker for their convention? like that that feels like an onion headline. <laughs> it feels crazy. It feels messy. It feels wrong. I feel like something we're gonna hear in a couple of weeks, some news about that. It's gonna have gone massively crazy i think that fucking it it would be messy there would probably be some free pizza involved some like (laughs) some some bar fight after um but you know i don't think that it would feel good in my body after but i think that's what i would do just for the experience i had to laugh when i saw that headline like what what's he gonna be talking about like cancel culture I guess but like what does that have to do like I think that it's just to the state of the Republican Party right now is just so such a mess and I'm very I'm not excited I'm curious to see what's gonna happen um and who they're gonna put up for the next like presidential race and everything like that because it's just I have to laugh yeah
0: I'm, like honestly now that you're talking about it I'm like curious which part of the equation made it newsworthy like is John like now so infamous that like everything he does is newsworthy or is it because of the conference like what is it that made it headline worthy
1: I think it's both I think it's like the very very bad this is like Dystopian universe version of like Frank Ocean being announced to perform at Coachella, you know, <laughs> like it, that is a big news because one because it's Frank Ocean he never performs live and because it's Coachella like that's all, that's every year people wait to see who's gonna perform. This I think is like the all time worst possible version of that. So <laughs> like disgraced dude, pizza company, um, just that was a whole moment in pop culture and then uh, CPAC, which is happening, which is, like, also, I think like, Trump and DeSantis are feuding right now and that's supposed to, like, be at a head at CPAC, so he's just hopping in there for, like, a little bit of fun in that. So, I'm, I'm intrigued. But, I this is don't know. a
0: very really well thought out fuck.
1: Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of just, this is, I'm coming up with this all right now, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't feel good about that, but I only feel like certain about the Telfar one because that does feel like marriage, you know, I don't, real. the, uh, price increase is the least of my concerns in like these three headlines here going on. So, yeah, least of
0: all the evils. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Do you follow the Olympics at all, like closely, or do you just kind of hear the news in passing? Because that's how I consume. Yeah, yeah.
0: I do. Yeah, I just kind of hear it. I feel like I used to watch it pretty religiously when I lived at home, mm-hmm. but like nowadays, it's like okay, if it's like playing at a bar or a coffee shop that I'm at, I'll be like, wow. Yeah. I think uh, a friend of mine said it best. Um, he was like talking offhand about going somewhere and was like, "Oh yeah," and they had a little snowboarding competition on on the screen, and I was like, "Did you mean the Winter <laughs> Olympics?" <laughs> like, that's what, that's pretty much
1: how I feel about it
0: though.
1: <laughs> uh, a little snowboarding competition, yeah, <laughs> like the X Games or whatever. I I like the summer more than the winter, but this year they had su- they had summer and winter in the span of one year, and that's that was too I. I couldn't do two Olympics in one span of 12 months. Like that was a little much yeah, for me. Um, but I like swimming and diving and gymnastics. Uh, and I liked this. They had skateboarding this past year. So I liked that. But the winter sports, I just, it, I never had a winter. So I never really like knew any of those sports. So <laughs> I just never really mattered to me, but I guess they're a big deal right now. Important stuff. (laughs) For people who aren't us. (laughs) Yeah, for athletes, I guess. My I live with two guys and they both were really excitedly watching uh figure skating this whole week or last week. I don't know when it was, but sometime recently. And I know Nathan Chen did very well for the US um but that's all the information I know Sean White retired here I'm just spitting my facts name? yeah yeah so that's the extent of my Olympics knowledge do you follow Fashion Week at all
0: I've been like watching it on Instagram mm-hmm. I never used to like follow influencers on social media I just was like just not particularly interested but now that I'm like in the industry I'm like look at this content that this yeah. person is making this is so cool um so now I follow a lot of influencers and I'm like watching them go to all these events and like what outfits they're wearing I do
1: yeah <laughs> I would love to go to a fashion show at a fashion week I think that would be so fun um did you ever watch my unorthodox life on netflix i did yeah that's what that's reminding me of right now but <laughs> i want to just be able to like jet around to these random shows in paris and i think that would be so fun but right maybe yeah. <laughs> one day maybe one day i think that's an attainable that's an attainable like yeah in this life goal for sure so i'm adding it to my life resolutions would you rather, would you rather, would you rather? Let's play a game of would you rather? Okay, so the first one is that Jake Gyllenhaal finally responded to Taylor Swift's recent re-release of her album Bread, which is rumored to largely be about Gyllenhaal. In response to her fans coming after him, he said that it's not about him, but about the fans' relationship with her. He also started a conversation about the extent to which celebrities have a responsibility to speak out against their fans, when their fans spread hate. I wanna know if you were like a famous celebrity in a kind of a feud with an ex publicly, would you rather have an ex publicly blast you? So I'm thinking not, not Kim and Kanye level cause Kanye is crossing many lines right now, but more of that situation or have an ex's fans come after you on their behalf. So kind of like what Jake Gyllenhaal is going through.
0: I feel like those two are like, they go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. like, if the ex blasts you publicly, the fans are gonna come after you regardless, yeah, um, but I think that, like, if I had to choose between them, I would rather it be, like, just the fans, because I feel like, with, if the ex does it, it's inevitable that the fans, Mm -hmm. but, like, if it's just the fans coming, then, like, there's still potential for damage control, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I think I would almost rather the the ex do it because I think like, I would so much more easily be able to be like, you know, there's feelings involved here. Like you are saying this out of a place of like, you know, I would be able to have compassion for the situation more, I think. Whereas like if it were their fans, I would, I think like be driven up the wall and be like really, really overwhelmed by like, you think these things about me that aren't true. I think I that's like a struggle that I have on the internet with like people assuming things about me that are not true just out of nowhere. And I'm not near the level of that, but it's already still like a thing that I have to encounter. So if you could if you could separate them, I think that's what I would choose. Yeah. Um, because like even even now, like once I tweeted something random about like Justin Bieber and people were in my DMs like screaming at me and they're like Scooter Braun saw this and Scooter Braun's gonna have your account locked and I was like oh my god like it people like I think that hardcore fan culture on the internet is really frightening so yeah yeah. I mean
0: I tweeted something once about like one of the weekend song lyrics being biophobic, mm-hmm. and I got some really intense responses. So I feel for you. <laughs> yeah,
1: the I'm the one group I never want to come for me is the, are the Nicki Minaj stands. Oh my god, yeah. Um, the Taylor Swift ones really, really have come for me, and I didn't even say anything that like negative about her. I once I I, I tweeted as someone who enjoys Taylor Swift has seen her in concert. Um, and he's also neurodivergent. I tweeted Taylor Swift makes music for neurotypicals. And all these people were coming after me being like, I, I can't believe that you are like, so hateful towards like, members of the neurodivergent community who like Taylor Swift. And I was like, no, 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 it's not it's just like
0: like I also love the weekend like I love weekends music I listen to the weekends music all the time and I did in college like every day yeah like peak depression era right um but like it's this like weird thing of like I hold this person on a pedestal so therefore nobody can say anything bad about them and that's the weird part yeah yeah like, I think
1: that like also when we're talking about things like cancel culture whatever there's like two extreme ends that I think people tend to go towards which is like this person is perfect they can do no wrong we cannot criticize them and then this perfect is ho- this person is horrible they have done all the worst things in the world therefore there is no room to enjoy them and it's like most people in reality like live in the middle of that somewhere and it's like totally normal to like someone like their work respect them whatever and also be like i don't like that you did this thing
0: yeah, once or twice i agree with what you were saying there's no there isn't a whole lot of
1: nuance in these like online discussions of real human beings um yeah yeah <laughs> and then most conversations happen online so it's like and then things that are said offline get distilled into this like horrible online. Uh, conversation or whatever i don't know anything about like the podcast Chapo trap house really i just have heard of them and then someone sent me like a tweet like they were saying like it was a bad tweet from one of the guys and i couldn't see it and i found out that i'd been blocked by him and then i went and looked and like multiple guys who are on that podcast have me blocked and it was so random i have no idea like what but i probably said what one thing one time and it was like outrage from there. And so I just think that was like amusing. When I, I when I noticed this, everyone was like, good. Like that's a badge of honor. Like you should wear it with pride that they blocked you. Cause they're like not good guys, but. Wow. Funny. It's funny. It's a funny world out there on the internet. Um, speaking of funny guys on the internet, um, Chet Hanks, who is the son of Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, uh, made a YouTube video recently and shared some of his story in it last week. Uh, In the video, Hanks claims to have had no male role model growing up. Would you rather in that situation, be Tom Hanks and have your kids say that about you or be chat Hanks and like be in the position where you feel like you have to publicly come out against, I guess your famous father. I don't fully understand, like, the situ- the, the nuances of the situation here. But. Yeah,
0: because I'm wondering, like, did – because he grew up in Jamaica, right?
1: I feel like, like he grew up in a lot of places. Okay. But
0: – I'm wondering how involved Tom actually was in raising him. hmm I think that, like, not, like – not taking sides in this. Like, not – like, not to say that I think that he's necessarily in the right, but I think I would rather be in Tom's position and have my son Chet like denounce <laughs> me. Um, because I think, like, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but I think Tom Hanks' public image is pretty spotless and mm-hmm. compar- comparably Chet's is not. So for Chet to say something like that about Tom, to be like, I had no father figure people are like okay is that really true or is he just like angry at his dad angry yeah. at the world? like I don't know um but you know when I'm looking at the situation like and like also from like you know something bad had to have happened for him to act this way you know what I mean like yeah. I mean, there's no like the the different things that I've heard and I've only briefly heard about some of like his antics but like for somebody to act out in those ways like something had to have gone wrong so I'm not saying that like Tom is like in the right you know like I feel like he might have done something really messed up to his kid to like make him act out for attention in the ways that he is
1: yeah but yeah yeah. (laughs) what about you (laughs) I think I would personally in terms of like best case scenario for me rather be tom hanks in the situation because yeah i think like people in that situation are like okay weird like your dad is tom hanks like whatever but i do feel i feel like i see have you watched succession no okay but i see i see chad hanks in this position as like one of the sons on succession like i see him as kind of a kendall roy maybe more of a connor roy um, but I see him in that way where it's, like, I can see that if, as a kid, like, he didn't get whatever from his dad, and then, like, the whole world loves your dad, and then you are, like, what the fuck? Like, that? Like I get that everyone loves him because he's talented and, like, has this, you know, like, everyone's dad kind of energy, yeah. um, but, like, he wasn't there for me as my dad, like, what would you then, like, it would probably piss you off every time like people are talking to you, asking you like about what it was like to grow up with him as opposed to like asking you about you, whatever. So I get that. But I also think like from a, from an outsider perspective, it's like Tom Hanks is probably, Tom Hanks is not commenting on his son and he doesn't need to be. And I think that's like the better position to be in. Yeah. But-
0: Yeah. You said it perfectly. Like, that's exactly like, you know, (laughs) i would mess up things that I was thinking might be going on. Like, it's probably very hard to like, live with somebody who's so beloved and not really have a voice to be like, that's not how he actually is. That's what's happening.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like not the same, but I think like, I don't know, my dad's like very, very smart. And so whenever I meet people who like worked with him or anything like that, they would always be like, so like talking about this and then I would be I was like a kid and I was like my dad now to get into screaming matches because he was like trying to help me with math because I wasn't like good at it and he was like trying to make me better at it and I was just like I hate I hate doing math with him whatever and all these people were like your dad is like such an amazing mathematician all this stuff and I'm like like shut up like I don't know why but like imagine that on a huge scale your dad's Tom Hanks like that's uh yeah trying to have empathy for chat here so but he yeah. did he did turn into a a character. So I don't fully know what the background is there.
0: Yeah. But that was a good one.
1: <laughs> truth, or dare. Truth, or dare. truth or dare. Okay, on to the truth or
0: dare. I'm gonna go with the truth just so I can see like how how spicy things are.
1: (laughs) I, I don't have that much spicy stuff uh planned out but okay um what's the most like disastrous thing that's ever happened at like an event you've planned that you've had to like deal with or like the scariest thing?
0: Oh my gosh okay um I don't even know if I can publicly talk about this. I can like anonymize it. I mean, they did like write about it in their Yelp review. Okay, I won't go into like too much detail. Okay. But um, at one of our weddings, a groom like really severely injured himself like right before the reception. And I was the only person there with the bride and groom at the time um and like later we learned that like I shouldn't have done this um for like liability reasons but like when the couple like declined in an ambulance like I ended up driving them to the mm-hmm. emergency room and like spending the rest of like the evening there with them um i'm trying to just like only give the details that like they like publicly posted yeah. <laughs> about um but yeah um it actually ended up like working out like my business partners stayed behind they like extended cocktail hour by an hour and then they let everybody in and like let everybody start eating and we got somehow miraculously got the groom back by like 9 p.m and started like all of the reception like grand entrances first dance performances everything at nine thirty, and then they got to enjoy like the last two and a half hours of the reception, which was like, I cannot believe that that like yeah, that's impressive. Happened. But yeah, that was like I think the like the thing that like gave me nightmares for like weeks. <laughs>
1: yeah, that <laughs> yeah. sounds stressful. Did everyone else at the reception know what was happening, or so- are they just like waiting there like hmm?
0: Kind of, like, when it first happened, the couple didn't want anyone to freak out, right? Yeah. Um, but then it came to a point where, you know, people were like, okay, what's going on? It's like, we started eating and the couple's not here yet, which isn't, like, a standard, like, format. Yeah. So um, we kind of, like, had a family member make, like, a cute, cutesy, like, kind of announcement, like, downplaying, like, the severity of the situation. And so nobody freaked out. Everyone was, like, just having a good yeah. time. As you can imagine, when you extend a cocktail hour to two hours, everyone's like having fun. So yeah. they, they weren't like um, too stressed. But yeah, That's people good. didn't really know what happened until afterwards, which was good,
1: I think. Yeah. Sounds like you pulled it off.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, major props to my business partner who was yeah. the entire situation
1: like at the event. Yeah. Also- Seems like you each like person. took one thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Truth or dare.
1: I'll start with the truth too.
0: Okay. I wanna know what is the like maybe not like the worst, but like the most outrageous situation, whether it's like outrageously good or outrageously bad, that has happened when you were like trying to make a friend. Like Especially because we just moved and like you in yeah. yeah. Trying to
1: make a friend. Um, okay, well I this isn't a uh, I guess this is uh I'll I'll say this. This is my best answer. I was I was on my way to a date, but dating women often nine times out of ten they turn out to be my friends anyway. So um I'll consider this a story in pursuit of a friend. Um <laughs> I was going to meet this girl for tacos and like not far from me, like three, like a couple blocks north, a couple blocks east of my apartment. I thought about Ubering because I was like, maybe do I want to like drink whatever? But then I was like, ah, I don't think I do. So I'll drive. I drove there and I go to park and the parking that I had was like not a legal spot so I was like I just texted her I was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna find a legal parking spot and I'll come find you 30 seconds later I'm in a collision in the middle of like two incredibly busy streets in LA
0: oh my god
1: so I have to deal with this with the other guy I have to talk to a cop. I have to talk to insurance. This girl's just like standing here still, like watching this whole thing go down is so, so embarrassing. But then she was like really nice after and like helped me get everything together before I like went back home. And then we ended up hanging out again. But I felt like that was, I would have rather, my car is still, this is in November. My car is still, in the shop because the parts take so long to yeah, yeah. get back ordered and that was in November so I would so much have rather just paid a $60 parking ticket or something but wow yeah that's it wasn't like I did something on purpose in pursuit yeah. of a friend, but that was a crazy thing that happened to me I'm trying to think if there's anything I did on purpose in pursuit of a friend that was weird um I bought Justin Bieber's weed in pursuit of a friend. Um, this oh, was he like company. He had like a weed collab with a existing weed company, and no. I didn't think it was. I would not associate like Justin Bieber with weed, so I I didn't know. But this really? kind of, this like I don't know. I don't like not in a good way. Not like not in, like the <laughs> way I associate it, like Seth Rogen or Snoop Dogg yeah. with, with weed. You know. Um, I don't like think of him as like one of these people like not like a tastemaker in the weed in the weed world. I don't think of him like that. Um, but this friend was like mentioning that he wanted to to try it, so I was like, I bought it. Like come over, like we can we can smoke it, and then we can like go get food after. And like that was my he was a work friend, and I was trying to make him be like a real life friend also. So yeah, I ate, we're we're friends now. So. <laughs> the Justin Bieber weed worked but it wasn't very good and it was very um overpriced but I can imagine it made me a friend yeah
0: I feel like it's like making friends in a new city and also just like making friends in your 20s is like that is the real Olympic sport in my life so yeah
1: I think it's hard like because you've been in school your whole life and then that's like such an easy built-in way to know people and then it's like what now so I definitely find it tricky that's why I started the bachelor watching group because I thought it would be like that kind of thing and then it was but it worked yeah (laughs) all right truth or dare oh my gosh I'm like kind of scared to do
0: dare let's just do it let's do it there
1: (laughs) do you have like an object like a large object in your vicinity
0: how large like this lamp
1: that lamp would work okay yeah can you give us like a uh spoken word poem about what that lamp means to you (laughs) oh my god one for us
0: i'm so bad at improv okay Okay, if anybody is listening and not watching, beautiful um, lamp. Yeah, the lamp is like it's like a it's one of those like vintagey lamps that's like also in style right now. It's like
1: mushroom lamp.
0: Yeah, mushroom lamp. It's like a little cone thing with a ball on top. Okay, all right, beloved lamp that keeps my guest bedroom vibey. I feel such strong feelings of warmth towards you and your, this is so bad. Um, <laughs> and your perfect match to my color palette. I adore you in that you came to us as a gift from someone we love very much and you remind us of the warmth and gentle glow of that person's spirit every day. Thank you, dear lamp. Oh my God, that was awful. That was amazing.
1: But towards the end, I felt like you really connected with that lamp. So <laughs> I felt like you, you there was like a soul in that lamp and you bonded with it in that moment.
0: Yeah, well, fun fact, the um, person who gave us the lamp now like lives in this room. So oh. <laughs> that's
1: cute yeah so it it they helped light up your space and now it lights up up their (laughs) space yeah yeah Yeah. oh that's cute that's a cuter yeah yeah, that's cute (laughs) um yeah
0: okay do you want to do a truth or a dare
1: (laughs) I'll do dare this time as well
0: okay oh my gosh um do you have a lot of plants? I do. Okay. So I, okay. How many plants are in the room with you?
1: <laughs> um, Quite a few, like at least seven. I'm in a big room.
0: Okay. Um, I dare you to text a, an extended family member and Send them a picture of the plant, tell them you named it after them.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What extended family members should I pick?
0: Let's see. I I could have specified to make it more risky, but that kind of stresses me out. So
1: (laughs) my grandma's name is Kamala, so she's now used to things being named like her. So maybe it would maybe it would be less meaningful to her um i'm looking in my whatsapp history and like who did i recently <laughs> it's
0: always on whatsapp you're gonna find the best people to send it to on whatsapp
1: i'll i think i'll do it to my uncle i think he would be kind of bewildered and amused uh <laughs> to, to the same degree okay now i'm like what plant i have a bird of paradise i've got a money tree right here that's what you can see right there um money tree would be very complimentary okay let's do money tree that's oh it's cute it's not even mine it's my roommate's (laughs) but
0: i love it Uh,
1: i named this plant hurry after you it has your sense of humor. <laughs> there you go. Love it. <laughs> oh, piece amused. Those are like that's like my aunt and uncle who um, they don't have children, so they're like hip with it. You know. Oh, they're like the aunt and uncle. Yeah, I've got one on, on both sides of the family, but this is my mom's side. Uh, the one who lives in India. My dad has a sister with no children, also, and she lives in Chicago. So she's. I think she would take me, she would be more like, oh, thanks for naming the plane after me. So, <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, it's not, it's sleeping hours in India, so I'm not gonna get a reply anytime soon. You may have to just, you know, update yeah. us later with the yeah. yeah. I will, I will. But um, thank you so much for being on my show today, Anjali. I had such a good time and it was so lovely to meet you virtually. Of course. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. Is there anything before you go that you want to plug or that you want the listeners to know? Any advice?
0: I think advice-wise, I am not super qualified to be giving this advice, but you know, if you have the ability to go easy on yourself this year and like take a lot of breaks, like let's do that together um and I think in general I would just want people to know that um if they were to wander over to my Instagram they don't have to follow me um but I do have like a little highlight on my profile where I like post a bunch of like mutual aid fundraisers where people are asking for support from the community so if they have the means and they're up for it um there's like a community organizer there who's asking for some support affording therapy and stuff like that and I update that often so um yeah that's amazing
1: yeah go check it out you're at Anjali Chakra on Instagram yes Mm -hmm. so go check it out if you have anything to spare I'm sure it would mean a lot to someone and yeah thanks so much for joining me and to everyone listening see you next time bye Follow
0: Big Comedy on social media at I Love Big Comedy.